Hi. We wanted to take a second to talk about what's happening in the United States right now. We try to make Curiosity Daily a show to help you escape from the daily news cycle, but right now the news is something that you cannot and should not ignore. All over the country, there's been an explosion of protests against police brutality and racism, sparked by the police killing of yet another Black American, George Floyd. What happened that day is in opposition to everything we stand for. One thing we try to do with Curiosity Daily is help you better understand your fellow humans, even if they come from different backgrounds or cultures and see the world differently from you. Every human life has value, and Black lives matter. Our parents' company, Discovery, has come out saying that they stand resolutely against any discrimination, violence, or social injustice targeting any person. And they're making corporate donations to the NAACP Legal Defense and Educational Fund, Equal Justice Initiative, and the Emma Bowen Foundation. We're doing our part, too. Ashley has donated to the Bail Project and the NAACP. And Cody has donated to the National Police Accountability Project and the Vera Institute of Justice. We encourage you to donate if you can. We want to be your oasis from the news while we make you smarter about the world, but this moment can't be ignored. Take care of each other. Now, on with the show. You're about to get smarter in just a few minutes with Curiosity Daily from Curiosity.com. I'm Cody Goff. And I'm Ashley Hamer. Today, you'll learn about how we know that climate change is caused by humans from renowned climate scientist Catherine Hayhoe. Then you'll learn about why there's no such thing as common sense. Live from my brand new podcast setup at my new house, which is very echoey, so I apologize for the weird quality. Let's satisfy some curiosity. Climate change can be hard to wrap your head around, so it's understandable why some people believe that climate change is not caused by humans. But that belief is also wrong. And that's why we got in touch with a renowned climate scientist to explain how we know that the current climate crisis is, in fact, caused by humans. Catherine Hayhoe is a professor of political science at Texas Tech University, where she's director of the Climate Science Center. Her research has informed climate resilience and enriched climate policy at a federal and local level around the world. And in 2019, she was named a UN Champion of the Earth, which is the United Nations flagship environmental honor in the science and innovation category. In short, Catherine knows what she's talking about. So we asked her what we think is pretty much the most basic question you can ask about her field of study. How do we know that climate change is caused by humans? It is the most basic question, because if we can suggest that it isn't us, then we don't have to do anything about it. So it's the ultimate way to displace the blame. Um, and I would say almost every day I have somebody on social media saying to me, don't you know it's been warmer before? And I'm like, well, how do you know it's been warmer before? Maybe a scientist told you, maybe a climate scientist told you, <laughs> because <laughs> we're actually the ones who study it. Um, but that is the number one objection. And it's actually a very natural objection because we know it's been warmer before. I mean, during dinosaur times, it's been warmer before. So how do we know that it really is humans? The first thing that we do is we go through all the natural suspects. And we've been doing this for over 100 years. We look at volcanoes. Could volcanoes be causing us to warm? There's a meme going around the internet that one volcanic eruption produces more than humans produce in 10 years of carbon emissions. And that's absolutely false. In fact, volcanic eruptions actually cool the earth. They produce particles that 
if the eruption's powerful enough, it gets all the way up to the upper atmosphere, and they act like an umbrella reflecting the sun's energy back to space. Now, geologic activity, like, you know, in Yellowstone, where you go there and it smells kind of funky and there's all these gases bubbling up, that does produce heat-trapping gases, but all the geologic activity in the entire world produces the heat-trapping gases that are equivalent to three medium-sized states in the United States. So it can't be volcanoes or geologic activity, and it can't be the sun either because the sun's energy has been going down the last 40 years, not up. So then people say, well, isn't it just a natural cycle? And often when they say that, though, they don't know what natural cycles are. Natural cycles like El Nino inside the Earth's climate system just move heat and moisture around the planet. It's a way of kind of balancing out the planet. So when we have an El Nino, it moves heat from the ocean into the atmosphere. The atmosphere is a bit warmer. The ocean loses a bit of heat. During a La Nina, it moves heat from the atmosphere back into the ocean. So it just moves heat around the climate system from east to west, north to south, ocean to atmosphere and back again. It doesn't actually create heat. When we look at the planet, the entire planet is warming, the ocean's warming, the land surface is warming, the cryosphere, that's the ice, is warming because it's melting, and the atmosphere is warming. That's how we know it can't be a natural cycle. And then there's one other suspect, and those are the orbital cycles that bring the ice ages. People say, well, aren't we just warming after the last ice age? No. By looking at both historical data from natural thermometers like tree rings and ice cores and sediment records and even historical written records, as well as by looking at simply the geometry of where we are in those orbital cycles, we know that warming after the last ice age peaked about six to 8,000 years ago. Since then, we were very, very slowly, gradually cooling preparing to head into the next ice age sometime in the next 1500 years. And instead we're warming very, very rapidly. We are now warming 10 times faster than we warmed between the last ice age and this warm period that we're in today. So that's how we know it isn't natural factors. And then we know it is humans because in the 1850s, a scientist called John Tyndale figured out that the reason why our planet is not a frozen ball of ice is because we have a natural blanket of heat-trapping gases in our atmosphere that keep us over 60 degrees Fahrenheit warmer than we should be. And he furthermore discovered that those gases are water vapor, carbon dioxide, and methane. And the last two of those, carbon dioxide and methane, are released when we dig up and burn coal. He knew that in the 1850s. And at the same time, there was an amateur scientist called Eunice Foote on the other side of the ocean in upstate New York who was studying the effect that these gases had on the sun's energy. And she found by experimenting with different glass jars that she filled with different gases and put out in the sun, she concluded that if carbon dioxide levels on our planet were higher at any time in the past or the future, that the temperature of our planet would be higher. And she published her work in 1856. That is how long we have known that it is us. So today, according to natural factors, we should be cooling, not warming. And scientists are 99.999% sure that the warming truly, really is us. That's about as sure as any scientist can ever get. We hope this helped you understand how we know climate change is caused by humans. Feel free to share this episode with your friends for a short and sweet explanation if they're ever curious. And tune in over the next couple Thursdays to hear Catherine Hayhoe discuss why she's so passionate about the subject, as well as why we can be hopeful for the future. 
These days, we're being urged to use common sense when it comes to protecting ourselves from the coronavirus. But if you ask psychology researchers, there's no such thing. Yes, that's right. Common sense doesn't really exist. By definition, common sense is a basic level of sound judgment. But who decides what's really sound judgment? Does your common sense match your neighbors? What about someone you've never met? Scientists have studied these questions, and they have found that no one person's common sense matches anyone else's, because it's too poorly defined. For one study, researchers presented people with a plate of freshly baked cookies and asked them how many cookies they should eat, how many cookies would be a moderate amount, and how many they'd have to eat to feel like they'd indulged. Common sense would tell you that you should eat a moderate amount of cookies. So those two numbers should match. But that wasn't the case. The majority of people said that a moderate amount was more than what they should eat. In a second experiment with gummy bears, the researchers found that the more people liked gummy bears, the more gummy bears they estimated to be a moderate amount. Common sense varied with a person's sweet tooth. And that's the key. Common sense is actually just a judgment made through our biases and preferences, from how many sweets we want to eat right now to how much socializing we want to do during the lockdown. When it comes to the pandemic, it can extend to what services we think need to stay open and what we think society can do without. That's an important lesson to remember when family, friends, and politicians in the age of COVID-19 say they're just using common sense. Science, however, is not about common sense. I mean, that's why it's so frustrating sometimes. The scientific method is specifically designed to put checks and balances on our individual biases. It's a system for looking past our assumptions and coming closer to the truth than we could otherwise. Common sense would tell you that the Earth isn't moving. Science would tell you that it is. It's also not flat, by the way. And that's why we should turn to scientists and public health experts to find out what we should do to keep ourselves and others safe during a pandemic. We can't trust our guts to know what's sensible in a strange time like this, but science can help us. Let's do a quick recap of what we learned today. Well, we know climate change is caused by humans because all of the alternative causes have pretty much been ruled out. It's not caused by geologic activity because volcanic eruptions actually cool the planet. And it's not caused by the sun because the sun's energy has actually been going down for the last 40 years. We're also warming 10 times faster than during the Ice Age, which we know from stuff like tree rings. And we've known that climate change is caused by humans since the 1850s. So there we are. And we learned that common sense isn't a real thing. It's just the judgments we make through our own biases and preferences, and there's nothing really common about them. My common sense doesn't match your common sense. By the way, I know that right now is kind of a heck of a time to start talking about climate change on our podcast, but like we actually recorded the interview with Catherine before the pandemic started, and then we were going to run it on the show, and then a pandemic started. So we're like, no, nah, we, should, we should hold off on this. So we scheduled it for this week, obviously not knowing what was going to happen. You know, you just, you can't anticipate things. I mean, is there ever a good time to talk about a global crisis? Right. <laughs> Maybe not during another global crisis. Maybe that's when. But, you know, I think Catherine Hayhoe had a lot of really great things to say, and I hope people will take something away from it. 
Yeah, and she'll have a lot of hopeful things to talk about over the next couple of weeks. So, you know, we're not going to get all doom and gloom. But yeah, I feel like with 2020, the way it's been going, if we waited until a crisis wasn't happening, we would literally <laughs> never air the interview. Right. And, and Catherine Hayhoe deserves more than that. So there you go. Absolutely. Today's last story was written by Kelsey Donk and edited by Ashley Hamer, who's the managing editor for Curiosity Daily. Today's episode was produced and edited by Cody Goff. Join us again tomorrow to learn something new in just a few minutes. And until then, stay curious.